0: You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Hey, we are canceling the apocalypse! Windows up. Drive it like you stole it. Put on the gas hit the motor. What happened? I got a dude in my car, and the whole world is watching. Our nation's first orkish police officer. I can't fuck up my pension. Hey, don't get me stabbed. orcs always gotta be the bad guys.
1: Danger, danger, I don't fit in on a
0: stranger. So that night we responded to a 415 disturbance call. It immediately took fire. You all right? No holes? Only the ones I was born with but... are your holes. Or, fucking, you make a shootout awkward. Believe, believe, I can take out all the It's a magic wand. This is like a nuclear weapon that grants wishes. And it just went really sideways from that point. If only some magic's trying and kill. Look, I didn't come through the struggle just to let a little trouble knock me out of my position. The devil is coming. We have to protect the wand. So I need to know that you got my back. Are you cop first or an orc first? It's time to end this. Fuck it. I want to die. Let's do it. We're going to titty bar gunfight die. Right so like Butterfingers... We were doing so good. Someone take me! Are we friends? I think we should spend our time just trying to survive this shit. If we do this, we'll be heroes forever. to take your fat, Shrek-looking ass back the fuck home to Fiona, all right? podcast from parts unknown a strange journey through the depths of Netflix it is Anthony Lewis along with Glenn Beauvais here talking another Netflix original movie Glenn how are you doing good are you ready to talk about bright this much hyped much publicized Netflix original film that was just released right before Christmas it was released on December 22nd this is probably, would you say this is probably the most high-profile Netflix original film release? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the, um, the biggest thing
1: that I, I know. I mean, they advertised it like it was a fucking blockbuster.
0: Yeah, so this has a big cast. Uh, the The top three are Numi Rapace, Joel Edgerton, and Will Smith. Uh and it has a and it has a pedigree of sorts. It was written by Max Landis. Uh who Who's wrote... a monster? No, I'm just
1: Is he a monster? Uh yeah, I mean he's got sex stuff against him too.
0: Oh, does he? I didn't even know about that. I guess I really shouldn't be surprised these days, but yeah, ay. Well, uh he has his well look, the Max Landis writing pedigree is about a forty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes most of the movies he's ever written tend to be in that area if unless it's Victor Frankenstein uh that got really bad reviews but uh he did Me Him Her American Ultra Mr. Right all those kind of got in that mixed reviews area he did of course did he also did Chronicle which was far better received although that was that story was co-written with Josh Trank uh he wrote this movie it was directed by David Ayer who is also very much a hit-or-miss guy when it comes to the quality of his films. Uh, he notably recently did Suicide Squad, which was very much panned, uh, which, by the way, he's also credited as the writer of for that movie. Uh, but another movie he wrote and directed was Fury, which got really good reviews. Uh, I think, like, End of Watch got good reviews. Yep. But he has some others that didn't, like SWAT, Harsh Times, Sabotage. Uh, some of these other movies that didn't quite get uh, good reviews. Uh, He is slated to direct Gotham City Sirens, and he is slated as the director and writer for Bright 2. There is a sequel to this movie already. Uh, Apparently, it has already done that good. There have been enough views and that uh, that many thumbs up on Netflix that apparently they are going to be greenlighting a sequel. So... I don't know what the best way to describe... To me, in my head, Glenn, because they never revealed who the Dark Lord is, I would just like to believe in my head canon that this takes place within the universe of Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings, and it is just... Time has moved on from the Middle Ages in which those films took place into modern day, where all of the same species are here. We have humans, we have orcs, we have elves. I think they name-dropped dwarves, even? Mm Mm-hmm. Although I don't think we ever see any. And there are fairies. And we see some fairies, although I don't think we saw fairies in Lord of the Rings, but... You know, whatever. They're the substitute for hobbits, apparently. Uh, Anyway, it is modern day-ish in this world. And we are with uh, Will Smith, who plays Daryl Ward. And he is an LAPD police officer who is assigned a partner, Nick Jacoby, who is... America's first orcish police officer. And uh, they basically uh, get called to a scene where uh, some shit has gone down, uh, some bad shit, and it appears there is a magic user uh, in the vicinity. Someone called a Bright. Apparently these are people who are capable of wielding magic wands, which are essentially, I think they sort of describe them as like nuclear bombs that Grant wishes... Sort of uh, they're incredibly dangerous and incredibly powerful, and only brights or magic users can hold them. It is stated very early on in the film that there are humans who are brights, but it's like a one in a million uh, thing. It's like Harry Potter essentially. Uh, most of the brights seem to be elves. Uh, they meet uh, they meet uh, Tika, who's played by Lucy Fry. Uh, a young elf who is in possession of the wand, who's trying to get it away from Lila, who is played by Numi Rapace. She's the bad guy in this movie. She is seeking control of the wand, and of course, uh, there are basically a bunch of other people when they find out about the wand, they want control of it too, including uh, Daryl Ward and Nick Jacoby's fellow police officers and other uh, other human gangs that live in the neighborhood And the movie is basically kind of a long... Once they set this stuff up, it's basically a long run-and-gun with some car chases. They get stuck in an area, and there's a lot of shootouts. And ultimately, uh, it winds up with uh, Tika getting mortally wounded, and they try to take her back to the house where they first found her, because there's something there that apparently can help heal her. And that's when the bad guys catch up to them. And there's another big shootout, and then Will Smith finds out he is a Bright. He grabs the magic wand, it does not kill him immediately, and he uses it to kill Layla, And uh, Tika survives, and Ward and Jacoby are uh, debriefed about the whole situation. There was never a magic wand, none of this stuff ever happened. And then they are given medals, and the end. Glenn, I feel like this movie had a fascinating premise that I would have loved to see more about the world they were living in. I feel like they set up a really cool premise and then never really capitalized on it. Yeah. I don't know. Overall thoughts on Bright, unless those are your overall thoughts on Bright. Yeah, like, I mean, there's
1: neat things in it. It's just it's just not good. <laughs> Uh, what like you, th- you can't just <laughs> like orcs are like whatever the plot needs them to be. That's what they are. Yeah. You need to be act like they're more like Latin people. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. And you need them to act like they're they're black. Then that's what they are. And It was just kind of like yeah. no no consistency of like uh, it's just it was weird like. The, in fact, to, me, to me, the movie felt like what they were trying to tell me is, "Oh, we don't see color because there's a lot of elves that are, um, you know, like Edgar Ramirez. I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not white. No, but it, but all elves are very much so rich white people. I mean, that's what yes. they're supposed to be." Yes. So it's like, oh, you know, we can, you know, mix match all these different races. That's cool. You know, it subverts. That's fine. But Mm -hmm. then it's like, (laughs) but then it's just like, no, there's still distinctions. Everybody's different. It was Mm -hmm. just, you need to make up your mind what you're trying to tell me. It just felt like they kind of went back and forth on what the message was and it just became a convoluted mess
0: yeah I mean it's literally it's literally the cast system from Lord of the Rings uh, where the elves are like yeah. the the well-to-do hoity-doity the humans are kind of like the trash sort of like they're 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 well below the elves uh, and the orcs are the bad guys in that movie so it makes sense that in you know this movie that they're basically treated like the bad guys. They're the ones that are always stereotyped. I think the orcs were supposed to be like an amalgamation for minorities. Yeah, they were. But it was just like, it was just weird. Yeah.
1: Because Uh, then they had those same minorities in like normal cop show roles. mm -hmm.
0: So it was just, it was really strange. And the the, weirdly went, like at the very end of the movie, this like kind of trailed into... I don't know, like, Bad Boys territory a little bit? Where they're just laying on the ground at the end, like, half dead, and they're just cracking jokes? Yeah. Like, I felt like the end of, like, like that, or, uh... uh Oh, shit. I don't know. Name, name another movie. that. that no, that's right. Like yeah, that. Bad Boys. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. That's the one I was thinking of. 48 Hours, you know, buddy cop movie. Where they're just sitting there cracking some jokes after... Which is weird, because they really weren't like that all that much throughout the movie. Like, Will Smith would crack jokes, but not really like that. Will Smith never... was also an asshole in this movie. Will Smith, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I
1: actually like... It's weird. I liked the performances for the most part. Like, I thought actually him and Joel Eckerton had pretty good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think they were a bad lead to follow. It's just someone like, okay, then like... Okay. I'm trying to understand with the wand yeah they couldn't just skip town because they can't go that far away from the owner Hmm. so they always have to be within a certain vicinity of of uh, what's her name yeah layla Layla. i'm guessing yeah that was all weird i think that was and then then they called him they called the fbi cops right and yeah. they don't even, like, do anything. Like, it just, they show up at the end, they finally meet them, we they're like, all right, okay, yeah, good, whatever. Yeah. That's your story, you know. But, you know, like, no double cross, nothing like that, you know. He's been hunting Layla so long, be- oh, it's because he wanted all the power? Like, uh, uh, you know, I-, I really thought that the FBI elf was going to have, like, a heel turn. That's what I was expecting.
0: The FBI also, elf, yes.
1: And then, uh, you, you watch Mindhunter, right?
0: Mm, I haven't seen Mindhunter yet, no.
1: Okay. Well, the guy who's his partner is the uh, serial killer who likes to jerk off in a lady's shoes. He's a real serial killer. So yeah, having seen that guy in Mindhunter and then immediately this, have never seen him in my life and anything before. <laughs> it was just like, Oh, okay.
0: All you can but, think of. But
1: all he was there is like for the for things to be explained to you. Like he's he just like, he is, oh, what's this? And it's just like, oh, okay, because obviously he's not even a good partner because he doesn't know seem yeah. to know anything. Or he's like, I know this, but let's just talk this out and get it straight. So we're going to do this because of this. And it's like, why are you, like, you wouldn't have this conversation. Like, you're treating me like I am an idiot. I'm and not... the reason why you have to treat me like an idiot sometimes is because you're. it's just bad writing. Like, there's so many things that right. just kind of hard to follow because, like, they didn't explain the rules well
0: enough. Yeah, and I'm not even exactly sure there was much of a story here. Like, Will Smith, Joel Edgerton, their characters kind of felt like the same people they were at the beginning of the movie. Like, I, I'm i not sure anybody actually really went through much of a character arc in this movie. I'm not really sure even what was really... This sort of felt like a short film premise that was extended to two hours.
1: Yeah, cuz like he was never going to shoot
0: him. Like he they kind of established that like
1: he wasn't ever going to betray his partner. Yes. Um Also, I'm not really sure I don't know yeah. why it took so long for us to find out that he just let some other kid go cuz he lost track of the guy who shot him.
0: Yeah, it took a long also, time to tell. Also, if he
1: that. got shot with a fucking shotgun that goddamn close, I know he's wearing body armor. Well, I mean,
0: it's an an alternate present, Glenn. That's true. Well, you know, the Alamo still happened. Uh, By the way, they note here that dwarves and centaurs also exist in this. Oh, you didn't see the centaur? I don't think I did. Was there only one centaur? seriously? Yes, there is a centaur. I must have missed it. Where was it? It's,
1: uh... When the cops are all beating up that orc, like, whenever they're kind of doing their patrol thing, mm-hmm. and then they, there's, like, all these cops beating up an an orc that's on the ground, one mm-hmm. of the cops is a centaur. Oh, I didn't even notice. Like, he has full SWAT gear on. <laughs> <laughs> but but his bottom half's a horse. Yeah, that happened.
0: That sounds incredible. I'm sure. Yeah, I, was,
1: I had to... It was funny. My roommate had just walked in, because he wanted to watch it, because he's just at least a little bit curious about it. And I was like, holy crap, you gotta see this. He's like, what? I'm like, there's a fucking centaur. <laughs> he saw it. Just like, whoa. That's yeah, crazy. It was, it, yeah, yeah. It happens like a split second, but it definitely caught my eye, because I... When I didn't catch it the first time because I just thought, I was like, why is there a horse in the shot? Because like, he's kind of in the background. It's like, oh, it's weird. It looked like
0: everything was together. It's like, is that supposed to be a centaur? And I re-wound, rewinded oh, it. Oh, yeah, because he's got, like, armor. He's got the horse legs, but there's armor on the horse legs. Uh-huh. I feel like that's a, bl- if you blink, you miss it scene.
1: Yeah, it was just, it was funny
0: as hell. Yeah, I must have I missed it. That's that's amazing. Uh, and I feel bad that I missed it. I must. I must have blinked. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying to think of anything that I really. I mean, I was really into it at first because I'm like, I'm kind of fascinated by this world that they're setting. I mean, the one thing I'll say is it
1: felt like vintage Will Smith.
0: It did feel like vintage Will Smith. That's for sure. He did. He did have one great line. Unfortunately, uh, I guess for some people, I realized after the fact that they put. I never watched the trailer for this and they put, to me, Will Smith's funniest line in the trailer, which is the, you know, fine, we're going to... Die in a titty bar? Yeah, titty bar gunfight die, I think, was the line. (laughs) And that's a a hilarious line, which probably wouldn't have been as funny had I seen the trailer beforehand where they give that line away. Uh, But I didn't see it, and when it happened, I actually laughed pretty hard. I thought that was fucking hilarious, but... Yeah, and and you're right. The banter and stuff. The they worked they worked well together. I there weren't really any like bad performances in it. Really, it just kind of felt like a movie that was spinning its wheels. Though I, I really just. I mean, yeah, like
1: the Edgar Ramirez. Like I didn't think he was bad. It's just like they gave him nothing to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing. I mean, the fat guy had something to do, which is like explain to me information on the fat shlubby cop, but. It was just, like, he was given nothing. Yeah. And then, like, we're on the phone. You mean, like, protection? Like, we're going to cover up for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we could probably. And then, like, then they immediately cut the call? Yes. Like, it was just so weird that they just happened to, oh, you know what we need to do? We need to find a cell tower and (laughs) hack into it so we can figure out, because we know these cops are going to use a cell phone to call other cops like what that, that, it was just so strange like yes. to be at the precise moment and then everything kind of circling around I lost track of who had gone to that same house across from the like hotel on the hill that the elves killed that whole family in mm-hmm. uh, including the baby yeah uh, I just kept losing track of who had gone there. Yeah. I was like, oh I thought the cops had already been here before. Oh I guess they have it. Oh I could have sworn they would have gone there. I don't know why they wouldn't just keep people there because it's like a fresh crime scene. Why wouldn't you why would you why would you have to go back to it?
0: Yeah.
1: Like I, I don't like like it was a fresh crime scene. What the cops should have just been there. <laughs> like I don't know why they weren't. Uh like there wasn't that like a weird. couple of patrol cars there. Like it was just it was so strange to me. Um uh. And then uh oh I just went blank. Was... And then the orc scene, like whenever he gets killed and becomes orc Jesus. Yes. Uh, like that was really long.
0: Like Seeker revives with. him with the wand, yeah. Yeah. That whole scene that whole scene was really long. It was weird too. It was also weird. There's a lot of weirdness though. Like when they're talking about how he's not a
1: full blood. And then,
0: yeah, his, the way he gets it his... is with honor. And
1: I thought, oh, does that mean like he gets his, like, his canines back? Yes. Yeah, I thought whatever he sacrificed. Yeah, I thought like when he saved him, like when he did his honor thing, like he'd do some weird magic thing, and like his teeth grew back. Like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But now it's just they just cut their hand open and put their hands up because now more. you're blooded. Yeah. It was like more ceremonial. Like it's a magic thing. Why he should just have his teeth go back like that would, like why not like you're making me have to like i'm willing to go with you that this is some weird reality with magic and stuff like just do it at this point it's not the dumbest thing you've done in this movie (laughs) and then Um, like that one order like i'm from miami and they just like kept going on and on and i just was like i don't just get to the point like like,
0: he's just yelling at him to kill him for like five minutes
1: yeah, I mean, I was okay with that, but it was just like, he kept saying the same thing differently, so every yes, time yes. it was just like, about family and honor, but he had a thesaurus for every word to just redo the sentence over and over again.
0: Uh, so what would you give Bright? Uh, like a two. Yeah, I get... Well, I was, <laughs> I was slightly more generous. I was slightly more generous. I gave it two and a quarter. I thought it was... I thought it was Okay. Uh, It was not good, but it was not bad. I think it was more kind of disappointed. Uh, I think if maybe I didn't have kind of like the expectation hopes of... Because the concept really intrigued me. Uh, And I think normally this would have ended at like a three or something, but uh, the the concept was super intriguing, but it was just sort of like, well, here's the premise, but we're not really going to follow up on that premise all that much. It's just a... They just made a buddy cop movie in a really weird setting. Like they, I wish they wouldn't have thrown so much
1: at me, but it was like, they tried to do like a training day thing. Like training day takes place in one day. Yeah. So they're like doing training day or end of watching, end of Watch is the same way, which David Ayres did. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they keep feeding me more information. And so I just, I don't, but since they're not giving me full context, to anything, I'm just super confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I, that was my problem. Is I, I wish, if they didn't tell me so much, like, the premise is just, like, the world, there's orcs, there's magic, blah, blah, blah. Some people have powers with wands. That's it. Okay, yeah. that's fine. But, like, having to, like, try and break down different societal norms of different things, uh, then that just felt like it just got too messy. Like, they... Yeah. I mean, I'll give them credit for shooting big, but, again... Like a lot of these kind of movies if they fail it's just you're not the right person to pull this off.
0: Yeah. Uh well the tomato meter gives it a 27% based off of 85 reviews with an average review score of 3.8 out of 10 with the consensus saying Bright tries to blend fantasy, hard-hitting cop drama and social commentary and ends up failing painfully short on the mark uh for all three. So Yeah. Yeah, it's about that's about right. I think the critics maybe maybe get it right on this one. Uh, I, I'm i a little surprised that there's only 85 reviews. It's not like this movie isn't easily accessible to every reviewer. It is... Uh, maybe Netflix still has the stigma or whatever, but, I mean, this had Will Smith and Joel Edgerton attached with David Ayers and Max Landis. Like, I don't know how more reviewers did not watch this, but it's only got 85 reviews. Um, it's got a lot of top reviews, uh, surprisingly, from most of the bigger outlets, but uh, small pretty much otherwise. I don't know. It is, uh, it is a bit of a letdown, considering how interesting it looked. Uh, all right. Well, before we take off, I would like to thank the sponsors for this week. Fandango. Head on over to com slash fandango. Pick yourself up some movie tickets or a movie gift card for the movie lover in your life. Go see a movie. This weekend, uh, stuff still in theaters, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, which is getting surprisingly good reviews. Uh, Twelve Strong, some people seem to be interested in seeing that. Paddington 2 is a movie I would highly recommend going to see. Uh, well, I mean, I guess if you're not into Paddington, I suppose, maybe avoid. But if you've got kids, they'll love it. Uh, if it's playing in a theater near you, Phantom Thread, go see it. It's Daniel day Lewis's final performance on the big screen. Uh, the Commuter, if you are not tired of seeing Liam Neeson uh, expel a particular set of skills, although I don't think it's that movie franchise, but, I mean, they're basically all the same at this
1: well, point. Well, it's right. his own franchise. Like, non-stop is Liam Neeson on a plane, now this is Liam Neeson on a train.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Greatest Showman, which apparently is a hit with audiences, but not with critics. And uh, I, Tanya, which is getting uh, a lot of Best Picture talk. And of course, you can pre-order your tickets for Black Panther, which is opening on February 16th. So, cinemageekly.com slash Fandango, or click the Fandango link at the top of the page on cinemageekly.com to get your tickets today. Okay, Glenn, next time, well, let's let's do this first. Let's do the head on over to cinemageekly.com, check out the archives of the show, that thing first, and then find us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music, just search for Cinema Geekly and hit subscribe to the Cinema Geekly podcast and then you'll be able to hear us the next time we come back to do another one of these episodes where we are going to review the 2016 Netflix original science fiction thriller called Spectral on another podcast from Parts Unknown.